Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and it is great to have you tuning in again today. No matter where you are tuning in from, I hope that you are having a great day. I know that things are starting to get really busy in uh, legal services right now with the end of the year coming quickly. What I find happens in my firm is that clients who have been procrastinating to get these things solved start to really get energized as the end of the year starts um, coming upon us so quickly because they don't want to go into the new year with the same legal problems that they've been carrying throughout this year. So I am wishing you all uh, a very good and prosperous next few months as we are leading into that final stage of the year. So I have been doing lots of different things lately. In Scalable Law, I have been spending a lot of time talking to lawyers and law firm owners who have very similar issues going on. They either are struggling with their marketing and they're not really sure how to get more clients through the door. And this is causing them an anxiety and stress because they are worried about how they're going to feed the team in the future or how they're going to Uh, ensure that they have enough workflow in the future. That's one of the concerns and of people I've been speaking to. The other is doing too much in the firm, wearing all of the hats, working in the firm as a lawyer, working in the firm as a marketing manager, as the accounts manager and assistant, as the operations manager. And they're burnt out because they're doing you know, 20 or 30 hours a week of client work or more, plus they are then also running a business. And this is exactly what Scalable Law is set up for. It's set up to relieve you of all of those things so that you can have more freedom and more profit. And absolutely, one of our big goals at Scalable Law is to set you up so you have way less stress in your life. Because Living with that constant stress is not fun. It leaches into your family life, your personal life. It leaches into your fun times. I spoke to a lawyer this week and he had been on holiday with his family but couldn't actually enjoy it. He said it wasn't fair on anybody because he was working crazy hours while on holiday. So if that is you, then you might want to consider jumping on a call with me because we can talk it through, come up with a strategy and work out how you can create the law firm that you dreamed of in the first place. Anyway, today's topic is a lead on from last week's topic. Last week's topic was how to leverage webinars to attract clients into your law firm. Now, webinars are a really powerful 
at all. People sign up to webinars because they want information and they've usually got a problem that they want solved and they can get enough information or a lot of information on the webinar to be able to you know, inform themselves on their next steps with their legal problem. However, there is no point doing a webinar unless you have got a purpose and you know what the webinar is for and is going to achieve for your business. So there are several things that a webinar could do for your business. One, it could help you to gain relationships with clients. They get to know you a lot more when you're presenting on something like a webinar or a video. Two, it could be a really great branding exercise. Both of these, you are going to need to do them regularly for that to occur. And the third reason is, is that you want to actually convert clients into your firm. So what we talked about last week and how to really leverage your webinar is that you can set them up as an evergreen webinar. So what that means is that you can set them up so that they are constantly on and available on your website. I use a tool called Webinar Jam. This tool helps you to record the webinar. You can have attendees come into the webinar and then you can convert the webinar into an evergreen um webinar that they can sign up to on your website. Now with these evergreen webinars, you can also um, appear like you are live. It's just in the settings and how you set it up and making sure that you say the right things in terms of, you know, not giving away dates or anything like that on the webinar. So that can be really helpful. So for example, you can still set it up that they can only watch it at a set time during the week or whatever it might be so that it appears like it's a live webinar or you can set it up as a, a a webinar that is always available but the client knows that it's not a live webinar. That's entirely up to you. There's different strategies around those two options. But today what I really wanted to talk about is how to structure your webinar so that it actually converts clients. So you can leverage your webinar for many different reasons or leverage webinars, I should say, for many different reasons. But if you actually want to convert clients on the webinar, then it does have to be done in a really particular structure. Now, you're not going to convert 100% of clients, so understand that, but you will convert some. So imagine if you got 100 clients into the webinar and then you could convert 5 or 10% of them to be clients. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? And then on the way through, you're also creating a relationship with clients. You are standing out as an expert in your legal field and a whole other range of amazing benefits as well. So let's get stuck in and talk about the structure. So this is a podcast that you are definitely going to need some pen and paper to write all of this down, but you can also pop on over to the show notes on my website, scalablelaw.com, and you'll be able to find the uh, structure written down there for you as well. So let's get stuck in to the structure of your webinar. So of course, before we get started, we need to prepare and choose the right topic. So the first thing is, is that we really do want to create 
a hook headline. We want to create a little bit of buzz around the webinar so that you're actually attracting people to the webinar. And you want to make sure that you are promoting the webinar well so that people know that it's available. To ensure that you have all the seats filled, you can promote your webinar on social media, email marketing. You could partner with someone who has the same clients as you uh, that need assistance or you could post in Facebook groups where you have a lot of relevant um, clients or potential clients in there. Uh, There's lots of different ways to promote your uh, webinar. But what I will say about promoting your webinar, because I have done lots of webinar promotions, is that it's not enough to just say it's coming once. You must repeat, 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 repeat. And what it will seem like is that you are flooding the marketplace with uh, the promotion of your webinar. If it feels uncomfortable, it's okay. (laughs) You will be feeling potentially uncomfortable about how much you're talking about your webinar, but it really does need to happen this way to make sure you can fill the seat seats in your webinar. And the reason is, is remember, just because someone saw it once doesn't mean they're going to sign up or just because someone saw it once doesn't mean they're going to see it the next 20 times you promote it. And, you know, they're not going to read every email or see every single social media post. So don't be shy in getting it out there. If you want it to be successful, promote, promote, promote and do it shamelessly, people. Do it shamelessly. So in choosing the right topic, make sure that, again, all comes back to your target audience. Who exactly are you targeting? And Use a headline that's really specific and tailored to that audience and what is going to appeal to them. Now, remember, this is not a time to be lawyery or correct necessarily. It is a time to promote with a really good hook and a really good headline. You could hop on ChatGPT and ChatGPT will be able to help you out with a really great headline for your webinar. In fact, ChatGPT may even be able to help you out with some of the content as well. So it is a really great tool to be using. I've been using it more and more and uh, it will make life so much easier. So get in there, find a really great headline and start structuring out your webinar with the following sections. Number one. We want to do an introduction. So the introduction is no longer than five minutes. And when you start your webinar, it's really important that you do get started straight away. Don't do too much of this. Oh, we're just waiting for people to come in. Because remember, if it's an evergreen webinar, that's not how we want the webinar to begin. We want the webinar to get going straight away. Because the evergreen people that are going to be coming through in the future they, want, they don't want to be sitting waiting for the live people to come in the door, if you know what I mean. So make sure that when you start your webinar that you kick it off and it's engaging straight away with your introduction. So start with a brief introduction about yourself, share your credentials and experience and some potential personal stories that relate to the topic that you are choosing. You might even talk a little bit about why you practice this area of law um, and the type of people that you love helping. So introduce yourself, then you want to set out some expectations. 
So outline what they're going to be learning. In my webinar, I say something like, you're in the right place if you want A, B, C, D. And then the next slide, you're in the right place if you want to learn A, B, C. So I do a few slides like that by way of introduction so that they know what this webinar is actually about. Then you can do some technical checks, so briefly inform attendees about the webinar tools that are on the sidebars, um, the chat, the Q&A, if you, you know, anything like that that you have loaded up. And also ensure that you have a page where they can connect with you on email, on social media, on LinkedIn, um, or wherever you can be found your website potentially as well. So make sure you've got that introduction page there too. In my intro, I also ask them where are they from, where are they tuning in from, you know, and lots of just different little questions and ask them to put that in the chat box and it just helps with a bit of engagement and then I'll respond as well like, oh, Lucy, it's great to see you here tuning in from Sydney or whatever it might be. Uh, so that's about five minutes and then it's time to move on to the main content. Now, the main content I recommend should be around 20 to 30 minutes, no longer than that. And the purpose of this main content is to educate your client. This is where you are giving heaps and heaps of value to your client. Now, the way that I set mine up is I set it up in a way that I share the problems first. So the I share a whole bunch of problems so and, and maybe say three main problems and I delve into each of those problems. So I find that when people are going through divorce, the biggest mistakes that they make are these. And then I, I talk to those three main pain points so that they can clearly understand um, what the pain points are and they can relate to those pain points. It's describing the common challenges that they will probably be having. And I use some real life examples to make my point. And then thereafter, I then present the solutions of those problems. So, so I go mistake one, mistake two, mistake three. And then I present solution one, solution two, and solution three. I explain the legal aspects of the problem and how we can address it as lawyers. And I use really simple language to make co legal concepts really easy to understand. We don't want to overcomplicate things. And remember who our audience is. We're not trying to impress them with our legal jargon, okay? <laughs> they will be impressed because you, you're um, resonating with them and you're understanding where they're at, they will absolutely be impressed. And then when you start sharing uh, solutions to their problems that they're feeling or experiencing, they will then know you are the person they need to help them out. So we educate the audience by breaking down the problems. I do three in a row, mistake one, mistake two, mistake three, and I flesh that out by about maybe eight slides each, and then I present the solution. Then I share some client success stories. So I know it's really hard as lawyers to share client success stories because we need to be confidential. However, we can uh, make up names, we can make up scenarios, and 
you know, it can make sure that there's nothing in there that is going to point to any one in particular person. So it's not a direct pitch, but it's an opportunity to share how others have benefited from your service. And then we conduct a Q&A at the end. Um, so make sure you reserve some time and gauge the questions that they're asking so they can ask in the chat and be prepared that if they don't ask any questions in the chat, that you have some common questions and that you're able to answer them. So it depends how you structure your webinar. You might have it structured so that they can see that other people chatting, or you might have your settings so that none of the other guests can see anyone else chatting and that the messages are only direct to you. I have it set up this way because if you ask for questions and then no one asks any questions, you don't need to be awkward about it. You can simply say, oh, I've got one here. And you can uh, you can read out one of your frequently asked questions and then you can give an answer to that. It just makes it um, easier and more predictable for you just in case no one answers, sorry, asks any questions. So next up, we transition to the offer. This is really, really important. Make sure that you do have an offer in your webinar. Now, your offer might be a free initial appointment or your offer might be to download a free lead magnet or something like that, or it simply might be to schedule a paid appointment. Make sure that you do have an offer in place. Now, when you set up in any of the webinar websites and webinar, I'll speak about Webinar Jam because that's the one I use, you can implement an offer in there and you can push the button. So when it comes to an offer, you can say the offer is now open for you to book a free initial appointment with me. And then they can push the button. You put the right link in there and it might go to Calendarly or wherever it might go. Um, so make sure you have an offer loaded in there because otherwise you are going to leave your client or potential clients hanging and they're not going to know how to engage with you next, what the next steps are. And you will find that they will want to engage with you. There will be some people that want to make that next move in progress of their matter. So make sure you've got your offer loaded in and gently transition by doing a recap. So you would recap about the pain points, recap about the solutions, and then you can start to gently transition into introducing your legal services and the solutions that they offer. So emphasize the benefits and not the features of your services. So the benefits are the transformation that you are making in your client's life. So moving on with your life after divorce, not being in this limbo, not having uncertainty in your life or whatever it might be, whatever legal problem you solve, what is the transformation that you are offering your client? So speak to that. Now you want to um, then get right into the offer and maybe speak to a special deal that you have. So maybe a limited time discount. It could be a free initial consultation just this month. 
Um, it could be something else that is enticing for your client to take you up on. You can also at this point share some client testimonials. Client testimonials are an awesome way to build trust. And then it's really important that you clearly have a call to action. So that's where that offer button comes in. Point them to the offer button or the direct link. Tell them exactly how to make that next step with you so that they are fully aware of it because, you know, they might want to engage, but if you don't actually have that offer there for them and that clear call to action, they're not going to know how to do that. Now, we have nearly finished our webinar and we are going to conclude. So this is going to be around a five-minute conclusion You will thank your attendees, express gratitude for their time and participation, and also encourage feedback so that you can um, improve your sessions in the future. And then reiterate that your offer is for a limited time. So, you know, try and find a, a limited time offer that will entice your clients to get going straight away. So that is the webinar. And that is how it should be structured. So first of all, we need to prepare and promote. Second, we need to do an introduction. Third, we need main content for around 20 to 30 minutes. Fourth, we need to transition to the offer and then make the offer. Fifth, we need to conclude. Now, we're not finished (laughs) because we now have their email address because they've signed up for the webinar. So what that means is that we can follow them up. Now, there'll also be a bunch of people that didn't attend the webinar, but they signed up for it. So this is a great opportunity to follow them up with a replay link. And in something like Webinar Jam, they provide all of this really easily. You can automate all these emails. You can automate the follow-up. You can automate the the replay link, uh, a whole lot of amazing, um, you know, analytical tools in there as well. There can be lots of offers accepted after you've finalized the webinar and you keep following up with the client. So don't forget to do that and automate it so that you don't have to manually do it. It's really powerful and amazing um, how many people then respond afterwards. So don't disregard the follow-up. So just before I finish up, I do have a couple of tips. Number one is to engage your audience. And you can do that inside Webinar Jam using polls, quizzes, uh, get people to write in the chat, etc. Make sure that your visuals, so the slides, are really appealing with easy to understand graphics and key points. Don't just write lots of info in the slides. Keep them brief, short, attractive with lots of Um, images because remember everyone takes in information differently and it's also a great idea to practice 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 your webinar before you start and once it's done remember it can be recorded so even though you might spend a lot of time preparing it and practicing it it is something that will be used again and again and again So that is all from me today regarding how to structure your webinar so that you can convert clients. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. Tune in to the many more that I have done or jump onto my website 
uh, scalable law to book an appointment with me so that we can talk strategy, where you're heading in your firm, uh, how to get there, and um, to see if I can help you out with it inside the Scalable Business Lounge. All right, have a fabulous week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this. Oh,